0: Welcome to this episode of Tap Into College Golf. I'm your host, Brandi Jackson, founder of Brandi Jackson Golf, where young female golfers can come join the team in search of coaching, consulting, mentorship, and guidance on all things junior golf related, and of course, the college recruiting process. There's also access to an online course, Or if you're looking for some fun girls golf lifestyle apparel, even added that to the collection last year. So be sure to go check out www.brandyjacksongolf.com. That's Brandy with an I. Good morning or afternoon or evening, whatever time of day that you decided to hop on your computer or your phone and join in on another episode of Tap Into College Golf. This episode is another one from my little mini tour that I took down to Alabama and Mississippi and was just excited to be able to sit down with Coach Ginger Brown at Mississippi State to kind of re-record what we started back in the fall when we started the episode and I had a little tech Knowledgey fail or, or more just a brandy fail I guess it was for not recording it um it, you know just one of those things that happens but luckily she was um kind enough to sit down with me and we got to do this one in person which was so much fun and just enjoyed her just feeling her passion and her just excitement for what she gets to do and in how she just calls it you know the best job in the world and it's it's just a contagious spirit that she has about her role as a college coach and, and her emphasis on team first and, and just discipline and gratitude and being selfless and, and just these qualities that she tries to instill in all of her girls. So just a great episode and I hope you'll be able to feel that that same energy and that spirit that I had as I sat down and talked to Mississippi State Coach Ginger Brown. All right, I am excited to actually be here in person, and I think this is the fourth time we have tried to do this, I believe. We had a few, um, a few hiccups, one major one on my end back, uh, I think, in the fall where uh, we started recording this episode, and I failed a little bit on hitting the record button, but... Hopefully, you're all hearing this now, and I didn't mess up again. Um, Looks like we're good to go, but I am here in uh, Starkville, Mississippi, at The Barn with Coach Brown here at Mississippi State, and uh, just been excited to get this, um, you know, get a chance to get back together, and didn't plan on it actually being here in person, but came out on a little podcast tour, and excited just to come check out the facilities and and chat with you a little bit, so. Thrilled you made it all the way over. Uh, Yes, it's, you know, everybody jokes about seven, eight-hour trips, like being so long and I'm like, when you've traveled the way we have, that's just is like nothing. And it's such a good time to just think and drive. And um I just enjoy it. So I was glad to I love driving.
1: Feel. Never I, it's never a problem. That's Let's me. Go.
0: I know. I drove like the PGA show's going on right now and most years I would drive down and like I said a lot of people just don't get what a seven, eight hour now you start pushing 10 plus that starts to get a little but even back on my tour days I mean a 13 hour drive after playing or whatever that was just 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 normal you just did it especially if you wanted to get home and have that extra night to sleep in your bed you just you just got in you just got going yeah I'll
1: I'll make it oh yeah yeah so that was
0: you know um I said just doing this it, it just seemed to make sense just to hop in the car and ride a little bit glad so, you're here though yes apparently i brought the cold weather with me but yeah, a little um bit chilly. yeah it's a little chilly out there but it was great to see the facilities and all that you all have here and everything and it got a lot of um great setup here and great facilities indoor outdoor and everything so oh, it's um we're
1: very fortunate
0: yes we yes we
1: don't have winter but we're prepared for anything
0: uh, yeah like i said you're, you're getting a good taste of it uh Today. Well, tell me, um, or tell not me, I kind of know, uh, talk a little bit just about what kind of led you here to Mississippi State, um, how long you've been here, talk a little bit about that, and then we'll just kind of dive into a little bit about your journey and, and what you see um, it takes to be a, a good college coach and college athlete and kind of pick your brain a little bit.
1: Sure. Um, started out as a PGA professional after I finished competing, um, got my class A, and Uh, would train up all these young junior players, and they'd go off and compete. And so there was a gap between what I was able to be a part of on the course or on the range or on the putting green, and there's this chasm between seeing them produce in a tournament. And I missed that. So I actually got on the phone and started contacting the people that I had competed with since I was a youngster, Angie Larkin, Mm -hmm. uh, Kelly at at Clemson, I called my alma mater Uh, at that time. It was um, uh, Martha Richards was at Texas and just, just started asking questions. How'd you get into it? What are your, what are the strengths of competing and and mentoring these young women? Um, What are the drawbacks? And I, I literally um, just was patient and Arkansas state came open. Mm -hmm. I applied flew up and, and interviewed for the job, and in the meantime, I connected through Dallas. They lost my luggage, so fortunately, I had dressed up for the plane ride yeah. because the AD was picking me up, so I wore the same clothes two days in a row.
0: I mean, I'm sure we've all kind of been there, done yeah. that, but not exactly the way you want to make the best impression At six on one, first, I couldn't yeah. go
1: to the store and get a second True, set, so yeah. I pretty much had to make yeah. two, yeah. Uh, so that was really... It was a great story, though. Yeah. It's just, isn't it Well, about it's a great res- intro
0: to traveling for golf and <laughs> yeah, all the true. stuff that we go... Yeah. I isn't mean, plus, true? if you played professionally and all that, you kind of got used to doing some of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you had where, to
1: figure it out as you went, Yeah. which yeah. is really the game, period, actually. Yes, yes. Um, But one thing led to another. Arkansas State did work out, and um, I was able to spend a couple of years there had great facilities, great golf course, incredible community that supported the golf programs, but I knew I wanted to do a little bit better. Um, and I had been watching Mississippi state and I knew that the coach had been here for a long time Mm -hmm. and she had to be tired. Yeah. So about that time, um, she announced her retirement at the end of my second year at Arkansas state. So, um, I made some connections, found out three weeks later, I'm, down in in Starkville interviewing for the position and literally it was just the door slung open and it was perfect timing and this community fit my family we're we're kind of southern outdoor rural people and it was it was perfect so it's it was just a great move for for my family
0: that's that's really cool it's funny how That can happen, you know, some people who go through so many different spots and, you know, coaches who've moved and and have to adapt, but to have something like that I'm sure was – was just a, a blessing, I think, and, you With, know, it's, without it's question, funny how that,
1: that works sometimes, yeah. Good Lord's hand was all over it. Yeah. Things well, don't just happen like that. I was so. about to say,
0: and for, I think, in some cases, the ones who he knows will appreciate it the best and will make the most of it, maybe there's reasons why things kind of go that way sometimes. So yeah, that um, that's great that, that it's been interesting to hear. You know, I, I know a lot of coaches – some of the coaches I've known, um, you know, getting ready to, to go talk to Corey over at old Miss, and I've known her since, you know, we were eight or nine years old. But there's some coaches I only know as coaches, mm-hmm. and to hear their background stories behind how they got there, and, you know, it's definitely been interesting. I mean, there's been, you know – Um, Coach Airline up at uh, Wisconsin was a chiropractor. Some who came from teaching backgrounds. Like, it's just so funny. Some who, um, Coach Garner down at Rollins, who, you know, coached, then left and then coached, and, you know, all those different scenarios. It's just, it's been, you know, in doing this, I thought more of this podcast as being this educational kind of thing. I didn't realize, like, how much just getting to the stories behind, like, how the coaches got here would be so kind of interesting, I guess. So it's been fun to hear that. So. That's and just cool. how certain places fit and work out and then how some don't, you know, all that's always so, so much fun to kind of hear. So. No doubt. Very cool. Well, it's, um, oh, like I said, got a chance to come, um, you know, kind of see the facilities and, and see what, you know, what you've got going on down here. Um, what... We'll take the route. We're going to go kind of head in head first into a little bit of kind of being a student athlete first um, because I got to see some of the the kids here and watching them all kind of um, – so I think my, my mind's in that kind of mentality of seeing them out here. Some are studying. Some are, you know, practicing. Um, what do you think it takes, you know, to be – you know, you get these great resources and all this great, like, environment, but at the heart of it, what do you think it takes to be a good student athlete and to – you know, to not just take advantage of the resources, but to really use them and, and appreciate them and make them, you know, what it is that, that they're kind of here, here for.
1: What a big question that is, isn't it? It is. Yes. If
0: we only had the answer to that, then <laughs> I think um, this, think this world would be a develop, little, develop. yes. Well, that's like all these families <laughs> ask me, like, you know, they feel like I have this because I do this, that I have this exact roadmap that I'm going to hand them. that says, this is what it is. And this is what it takes. And like, mm. if it was only that easy, but what are some of the things that you see, you know, that that helps him be more successful, uh, both on and off the golf course.
1: I, I just think a passion for the game. I, I think um, work ethic is something that that I value. Uh, I think respect for their parent or grandparent mm-hmm. that hauls them all over the country. Yeah. Um, if somebody picks up a piece of trash that even isn't theirs, that's a yeah. thousand points, and yeah. you're at the top of the list. It's just yeah. a little bit of um, external value, not so narcissistic and and self-centered that that you're you're playing partners and you compliment a shot they hit um Courtney and I just spent some time in Spain and Mm -hmm. we were able to watch those federation teams and the true love and respect that they had for each other and the way that they showed it without any value or or um ego placed on their own game but they truly were sincere and happy for the other players and great shots and great rounds and the win, and it was just a beautiful thing to see. So I think it's a combination of several things. But, you know, if you've got all the talent in the world, if you don't have any kind of work ethic, mm-hmm. you're going to get beat really quickly. Yeah. Um, so work ethic and that that dogged sense of why you're here um, wins really. I'm kind of a little bit old school at 53, I guess. But um, I think that goes so far. You know, a lot of things can be fixed if you just work with it and, mm-hmm. and have that temperament and patience level to to get through it. Um, and as you said, with all of these things and all of the support and from the training services to strength and conditioning to the psychological component mm-hmm. of what we've added as Division One programs and then You know, having sports psych people that we work with as a team. So, there's so many things that you can take advantage of with that work ethic, with the desire and the passion to actually want to get better and want to be a good team player. We really look for that part as well. You know, just are are they, do they want to be a part of something that's so much bigger than them? Do they want to come and play and, and talk with that player that finished 15 years ago when all that they had was a bucket of rust 15 yeah. passenger van yeah. and we're driving a hundred and fifty thousand dollar mercedes with internet yeah. access so it, it i i love that part i love bringing the new and old together and mm. there's just such a level of appreciation that even i have from the 80s yeah. to today and it course it gets better every year yeah yeah well
0: it was you know um just thinking seeing the facilities and some of the things of what we had when I was at Furman and we were one of the first ones who had a pretty good facility and you know and thinking of what that was and how much better they've gotten and we were we didn't have a van we were in the transition of the old van so we rented a 15 passenger van we had a different van every week and there was no no nothing in there I mean and you just you didn't get your work done when you're on the road because you didn't have a chance to you know there was it was it was it was so different in the facilities and you had to learn to be creative, and I said we had a pretty good facility for for our our time, I guess. Um, but it is interesting to see just how different, and you you appreciate it, but at the same time, you still want to keep them, you know, keep them grounded to know that like they can't just get so reliant on all the technology and everything just being at your fingertips and expect mm-hmm. it to just be easy. And and you know, there's still got to be that like that grit, and I said kind of meshing the old with the new of of you know, not being too stuck in the, the old ways and this is how it used to be and, you know, yeah. but yet bringing a little bit of, of some of that value to what they they need to be taught and, and see and everything that, you know, not that we had to rough it or anything. It was that bad, but still it was um, not quite as laid out in a pretty little complex mm-hmm. as, you know, no. everything you get and, you know, the the nutrition and the fitness and, you know, the, mm. the technology and all that just makes it, um again, I think, to a degree, makes it seem like it should come easy. So, making sure you know that it's still got to be a something you got to work at and work hard for, and, and put right. the time into. So that's right. Well, you mentioned, and we talked a little bit about this. This was something that I um, want to talk some of the, the episodes this year um, about being a good teammate, and you know, golf is one of those heart, one of the toughest sports. I know to go from being, you know, junior golfer where it was just you, even though you play on a high school team, more than likely you were the probably the best player if you're playing especially if you're playing a division one level, you were probably the best player on your high school team. Um and so you're, you know, you're not really used to, even though you play in tournaments and a lot of your friends are kind of on that same level as you, you're not used to being on a team with girls who are just as good as you are, if not better. But yet have different ways of doing it, different values, different backgrounds, um, and you're kind of thrown into this team environment that you're definitely not used to as opposed to other sports where you've kind of at least been used to it. Um, what do you see? I mean, I know there's only so much that you can do to prepare for that necessarily because, you know, I think that's something you just have to learn to adapt to. But what do you see or maybe some of the things that some of the girls maybe adapt to that a little bit better or what are they things that you do within the team that helps – you know everybody's not always going to get along there's going to be you know some teams definitely have better cultures than others some coaches are better at creating that and are you know that's a bigger priority than just having a mix of personalities of really good players Um, everybody's a little bit different but what do you see between the players themselves and then even some of the things that you do as a coach to try to help you know mesh the different personalities and individual sport into a team sport
1: I do a lot of work in the recruiting phase of telling them what the culture is like, showing them what the culture is like by getting to know some of the kids on the team already. Um, We try to do a good job of laying out how it's always team first. Press releases are always team first. so that they have a clear understanding it is definitely a we. Mm -hmm. There are people that are going to be completely opposite from you. They're going to completely come from, you know, the other side of the planet, potentially. Uh, But that doesn't mean you don't have so many things in common. And if you have a common goal and you have these standards of behavior, you have these um, daily goals and team goals, and we go so far as to write all this out. Um, We've done a lot of work in the last year, uh, with some Jeff Jansen books uh, okay. about training, we a we had team elected captains, so we mm-hmm. have two captains and um, go through. We took an hour a week for ten weeks and went through the team, the captain's leadership manual with them to prepare them for. The joys and the challenges of leading, yeah. and if it, it could not have been better timing, they they ran into situations where they were prepared mm-hmm. and then they would, they would be able to reflect back on the, the, the 10 commitment hours that we did. And, and no matter where we were in the world, we would ju- jump on zoom yeah. and be able to have a video conference nice. and talk about that week. They led it primarily. And it was probably one of the best things that we've ever done yeah. as, as coaches to prepare captains to lead. Okay. Uh, so once they get here, uh, we read uh, the first semester in the fall. We read um, the accountability or responsibility for Jeff Jansen okay. as part of a teammanship. And, and it created some great conversations about what is my role here, you know, respecting an upperclassman, having everybody accountable to everybody. And, and then this spring, we're adding an accountability book mm-hmm. from Jeff. And, and it's just been monumental. Awesome. We're actually educating them what it should look like, yeah, and creating those standards and the responsibility that they have as a team member in this program. It's not just for you. It's for the people that come after you. Mm-hmm. It's a responsibility we have to the seniors to – Kind of hold up what we've all created here. Yeah. It, it's that's been awesome. the best investment that we've ever made. Yeah, there's actually awesome. a roadmap and and logical reasoning of time and and circumstances that it, it prepares. We're better. Makes me want to as, come join with y'all and come huh. listen
0: in on these sessions. That, yeah, I love that. That's fabulous. fabulous. It's fabulous
1: yeah. way to, to to just give them a roadmap. Yeah, and, and remind them why they're here and and who they're accountable to themselves first. Yeah. At the end of the day you've really got to be able to to look yourself in the mirror and am I holding up my part of this gig? And yeah. um and then the teammanship, we've as I say it starts in the recruiting process yeah. though. It really does. You've got to find those those young women that want to be a part of something, want want to work really hard, want to beat some people, yeah. want to get a little bit better every day. So It's, you know, it's a lot of hard work and, and Mm -hmm. (laughs) Courtney and I giggle all the time about, you know, you really couldn't do it if you didn't love it yeah because it is challenging, but it's also, it's as a PGA golf professional, um, the traditional conservative values and, and the trust and the, the, the no refs kind of concept, it really does bleed over into what we're doing now. We're just training these young women to be a part of a team atmosphere. We're playing for something bigger. We can all hold our head up high. We do things the right way, uh, and and they thrive on that. Yeah, they love that. So yeah. we're we're That's doing awesome. something right.
0: Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it it's just like you said. I mean, you you come in knowing that. You've got to learn to be a part of a team, and you've got to. But you almost need that guidance for how to do that, because I think some of the girls may want to do that. They just don't know. That's they've right. never had to. Never um, had you know, I said they've not that they're these horrible girls who are selfish and no. and you know caught up. But it's just no. up to that point. It has just been kind of them. And we talk about you know that from being you know playing professional golf and and you know going into the real world and that you know those you've kind of got to be molded into that, and, and some accept it, and then there are some that don't. Like you said, from a recruiting side of things, you have to find the ones who are willing to buy into that and are going to because not all the girls are going to do that. That's you you right. know, you get some that are, that are in their own um, – their own mindset that's and then they're not willing to adapt and it continues to be about them. That's and like true. I said, there's a fit out there for that. There, there's coaches Absolutely. who are, you know, it's not so much about the team culture. It's, Hey, if you're the best player, I don't care if you yeah. all get along, uh, you know, right. we're just going to travel together. We're going to play. We're going to compete. We're going to get it done. Right. Um, and right. so that's where, you know, there's different environments for that. And it's more about, you know, what you want and, and what you, you know, what you want to get out of it. But I, I love that. I'm sitting here writing notes on mm-hmm. how I'm going to go, especially that accountability thing. That's always, um, and we, we get, one.
1: we're getting such a different athlete today that, you know, they might, they might homeschool, mm-hmm. they might, uh, bring in 30 hours of college credit with them and have been on their own for lack of a better way to say it for the last 18 months. Yeah. So we get them and we, you know, as a division one athlete, your week is pretty much planned out. Yeah. You know, you, you do your workout, you go to class, you grab lunch, you come practice, you meet with a strength, you you do your nutrition regimen. So there's there's very little time to mm-hmm. be a regular person, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, so you're taking this, this young freshman student athlete that's been on their own yeah. for 16, 18 months and... Being able to practice when they want, play when they want, not really accountable to anybody but parents and throwing them into a team environment, just like you said, yeah. that they're probably everybody is as good or better. And now you've got a coach saying, we need you to consider thinking this way or mm-hmm. what about your routine tell me why you, it's just yeah. so interesting
0: I'm sure yeah there is an it's an adjustment um, it period is. yes I'm I'm sure I it's the <laughs> one I love what I get to do and I, I've said this before and I don't know that I would have personally would have the patience for it but it's the the hardest part about what I do is not kind of being involved in that because it would be so cool just to to see that and to. I mean I know like you said it's got its ups and downs it's got its you know it's highs and it's lows and and it, you know not everybody's you know there's going to be those that slip through the cracks or, or somebody that just you just can't get to buy in I'm sure that gets frustrating but that part of it just to see that and see that development and see those changes and know you're kind of a part of that would be the um, would best be cool. job
1: in the country yeah is yeah. watching these young women figure out what how they need to adjust yeah and that they actually drive the boat. Yeah. It's not me. It's not Courtney. It, it, it is a culmination of education, real-life experience, yeah. and, and some work on themselves. Yeah. And when the light bulb switches on, it's like, oh, I, yeah. I really can do so and so where I do want to be a part of this and I can mentor this yeah. freshman that's having the same exact scenario I did last yeah. year. It's a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's love fun. it. Well,
0: it's, it's as you say that, it makes me think. Sometimes I, I feel like within what I do from the kind of consulting the girl side of things, a lot of times they'll ask me, well, Can you email this coach? And I'm like, No, I won't. I, you know, you've got to do this first or, Well, I had one say, can you give me the coach's number? And I'm like, I'm not going to give it to you until, you know, for one, I don't, I'm only if the coach says they're interested while I hand their cell phone number over. But I'm like, you know, as long as you're making the attempt and you're doing, then yes, I know that, you know, my connection, my help will will help with that. But Mm -hmm. sometimes I stop and say, am I doing this just because I'm being lazy and I don't want to do it? And I'm like, no, like, I don't want it. I don't want it to be me that does it. I want these girls to feel like they're the ones that how they wrote the email or that they made the call. If it doesn't work, then again, we're going to you know, try to help do everything to make it happen. But I love nothing more when they feel like it was because of them and it wasn't, well, Brandy did this for me that right. it was, you know, might've helped with that, you know, with the, the leading there, but I want it to always be, be them. And when I hear of uh coach or somebody talk about a player doing so well on a visit and all this and then I can just sit back and say you know I want it to be because they did it you know with some guidance in preparation yeah yeah. but But ultimately they they got to do it they owned it yeah yeah yeah. and it's just so much fun when that happens and it it is it's just um so much bigger picture to it that they definitely don't see you know they they don't realize so much of what's going on Mm -hmm. that that's the bigger picture and that's what's so much fun to see that at somewhere down the road somewhere at some point they'll it'll kind of the, the light bulb will go off they're like oh that's like that's what that was helping me with right. kind of thing so, that's right well you, you kind of said that and it, it you kind of answered it in a way but um, and there's two directions that we can kind of go with the conversation but I want to go a little bit now just to talk about um, I said you, you talked about doing the, the leadership um, series and all that but what you know what do you feel like? your impact as a coach. I mean, what are some other ways and other things that you do um, that helps make a difference in them? Is there anything else I said, I think you kind of touched on it, but is there anything else that you feel like, uh, you know, on or off the golf course, um, that that you are able to help do that makes a difference in them?
1: I think we address several different areas. It's not just about golf at Mississippi state. It's about the young woman maturing as a human being, um, Mississippi State is known for their volunteerism and their community-based mm-hmm. service, and that is something that we in the athletic department believe in wholeheartedly. And we've had – actually, we have two red shirts this year um, and just just couldn't play. But we've seen both of them start to grow in giving them of themselves and their mm-hmm. time, and it has been a monumental change in both these young women. It's It's beautiful. So there's so many different ways, but – golf is just a part of it um again we want them to to understand the importance of the example that they set in the way they operate themselves um we have tons of kids that go to fca meetings and and go to church and a lot of them are are discovering that that they believe because they believe versus what they grew up thinking that they believed Yeah, Um, yeah that's always beautiful um seeing them explore different things to do with their lives if they don't choose to play the game. Um, so we always, in the recruiting process, we kind of talk about, you know, I'm, I'm the second mom and mm-hmm. Courtney's kind of like a big sister. So there's some things that they go to to Courtney because she's closer to their age, knowing yeah. that court will tell Mama. Yeah. Yeah. If me, yes. um, yeah. But it, it, you know, we really, really do operate as a family and, and there, there are certain things that they just cut a beeline for me and, you know, the big hug or the, you know, mm-hmm. defending the, the cub, like yeah. a mom would, yeah. that kind of thing. But we really, um, we are involved in every aspect of their life and, and by choice. Some people, um, some programs and, and they operate brilliantly and are very successful. We just choose to operate. They are like kids mm-hmm and and they're adult kids but they're still like my kid and their parents have entrusted us to continue to develop them as young women and it's critical and to see them walk across the stage and have grown so much and ask great questions and challenged coaches in many ways, yeah. but I learn as a result of it too. So it, yeah. it's, it's beautiful to see. Yeah. It really yeah.
0: Is. I, I bet. So it's like you said, everybody, and that's, again, that's, what's been so cool about doing this podcast is hearing some of the different cultures and, and how different coaches lead and, and you know, it, there's not necessarily a right or a wrong. Obviously some people gravitate towards one or over the other. Some I think about even within the business that I'm in, there's some that are more data driven and it's a little more, you know, what are my numbers? Mm -hmm. You know, what if, you know, it's a little more kind of fact based and, I've always, do not always, my business has grown into a little more kind of holistic side of like, you know, the mentorship side of it that we all kind of have different ways. And, you know, I don't necessarily get to recruit and pick and choose who I work with always necessarily, right. Right. Uh, which is fine. I mean, it's a different kind of world, but you, I can kind of see that um, and see that, that mindset of coaches where you can definitely tell which ones, you know, which ones fit and which ones don't. And I said, sometimes they slip through the cracks. Um,
1: but you know, the saddest I get as a collegiate coach is to see somebody make a decision where it, it, it's, you know a, it's, it's a not. flashing light, yeah, yeah. you know, don't do yes. it. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then a year later, you see their golf game suffer. Yep. Two years later, they're not playing yeah. or making any yeah. trips. Three yeah. years later, they're transferred out and quit. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a a shame. hard. Yeah, That's, yeah. It hurts.
0: Well, it it is for them, not me. Yes. It just, yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, it's been the toughest thing with watching players. That mm. I think for me, probably as the the, the guider, consultant of it, it's sometimes I come across as the bad guy because I de- I'm trying to not lead them somewhere where they're not going to get to play or something. Right. You don't ever want to like right. dash their dreams and tell them they're not good enough and and you know say well you're never going to get to play. You don't ever want to you know because. Crazy things happen. You know, kids do get there and, and they, they sure. do. But when you're looking at the bigger picture of things, it is so hard to see that and to see them not get to play. And in your mind, you're kind of like, I knew that was going to happen. You know, right. you hate feeling that way. Yeah. But trying to tell a 16, 17 year old where to go and what they're going to, you know, what to do, there's only so much you can do to. To change their mind or to get them to see it for what it should be. Um, I think sometimes some just get lucky to make the right decision and then others really have the maturity and and the understanding of what they're looking for. And it it works out the way it should. Um, Again, sometimes longer I've done this, sometimes I'm like, you know what? It it kind of just happens to work out the way it should. And then you make the best of it and go with
1: it. Yeah, You you think you know, and then other times you go, what was I thinking? I have no
0: idea. Yep. Yes, you're just like I said, yeah, you think you kind of have all the or for me a lot of times a coach sometimes or player will hear from a coach what they're looking for and then the player they recruit you're like that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But yet again, like sometimes it's it's just uh you know, they whatever reason it, it just kind of works out that way. And, so a lot of And it then makes you no see sense.
1: some coaches kind of gravitate towards certain countries and yeah. And so then you, you know, us for example, we'll have well, we've got Spain and New Zealand and we've got uh, girl coming from time. it just it's yeah. a it's a mix and then you got yeah. a southern mississippi kid yeah yeah so you're like this is great, great. yes yeah Wonder what's going to come you know what are the dynamics going to be like and how we how we get because that's life yes oh yeah like yeah. you get a little bit of this and that and you've got to figure out how to communicate mm-hmm. with all of that mm-hmm. so i love that part
0: yes and the like i said the the diversity to it can be some people I think sometimes say, well, I, you know, you almost see sometimes where a team is very similar and too much alike. And you're like, yeah. I bet to me, a lot of times, I yeah. think that's probably got the most drama, the most, like, you know, <laughs> it's that, yeah. that looks, it's that social media. Yes. It looks, looks perfect on paper kind of thing. <laughs> uh, whereas you might have one who's got like from all these different places and, and all this, and you're like, how do those girls all get along? Like they're mm-hmm. so different, but yet sometimes it's that makes brilliant. it better because yes. they have a common, you know, they may be totally different, but, they have the same, like, common, you know, common values or common goals or whatever yes. it might be. And that's really, at the end of the day, from a collegiate perspective at a higher level especially, I think that's a little bit more what matters than all the, the differences that, that are a little bit more on the surface, I guess, maybe. Absolutely. So, um, well, kind of maybe bring, bring it back a little bit to talk um, – some on the junior golf side of things, um, and a little bit I've had, um, so I've asked some, um, some of the listeners to, you know, ask me, give me some questions that they want to hear about. And obviously talked about podcast is not, the goal is not to talk about college recruiting and and the process necessarily, um, a little bit more about the, the coaches and the college golf experience, but also a little bit about, you know, from the junior golf to collegiate level and what, you know, what can these kids who are trying to play at the collegiate level do a little bit better? Um, so one of the things is, um, A little bit on I've had a few players lately kind of struggle when a coach watches them and they know, you know, it's a coach, especially maybe they've really been narrow minded or it's that coach they really want. And the the stakes are really high. Um, And, you know, and they know they just don't play like they should. They know it. And I mean, you know, if you know the player enough, you know, they're they're not just making it up that they legitimately didn't. And you try to give them the whole, you know, coaches need to see when you don't play well. That You know, Mm -hmm. uh, Coach Potter and I talked about this on our our episode of, you know, hey, I need to see when you don't play good. You try to give them that. But at the end of the day, you know that they do need to play well in front of coaches. So what is some, you know, kind of advice on how, again, I think there's only so many ways you can prepare for that, but how how can they maybe get a little more comfortable with that, a little more – you know, putting themselves in positions to not feel so overwhelmed and so stressed about the times the coaches come out to watch and play.
1: Yeah, I, I, Two thoughts came to mind. One is know your golf game. And if you're confident in what you're doing and where you're weaker, where you're stronger, I think that that level of confidence automatically puts you in a better place mentally. And then second, I would say, get in front of anybody that applies pressure. Yeah. Somebody, a, a guy you've got a crush on yeah. is on the golf course go play knowing that he's playing behind you and is going to be able to see you yeah. put yourself in every uncomfortable place that you can possibly yep. get to and have to play um and then and then apply this it's your game it's your day who watches you is irrelevant mm-hmm. whether it's a parent a golf coach uh, a boy that you have a crush on it it you've got to be in the moment, yeah. how far is it? What are these is Where is the wind coming from? I want to be right of the flag, so the we're making shots, we're making shots. we're staying present in the moment, so apply pressure as often as humanly possible, be uncomfortable as often as possible, know who you are, who you're not. yeah you know the all of those things build up into a performance that you can be proud of but if you're worried about who's in the gallery if you're worried about why did she leave after I made that double (laughs) you're toast yes and everybody knows it oh yeah well you but just like Mick and you discussed though We want to see you struggle, too. Mm. It's easy when everything's going well. Your temperament's wonderful. I shot 68 today, coach. Yes, I'll join you. Yeah. But what happens when 75 might be the very best that you've got that day? Shoot 75. Well, how do you do that? It's not any different than shooting 68 in terms of the process. So if I know who I am, I know my strengths, I'm going to focus on my game. I'm going to focus on one shot at a time. You don't look at the gallery. Yeah. It just it, it the more uncomfortable you are, the more pressure you can play in front of. Even if it's a local junior college, mm-hmm. even if it's your golf professional that you're trying to get a lesson with, doesn't matter who it is. As long yeah. as there's pressure applied.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, you you hit on on two things when I, I had this particular player. Um, or I've had two ask me lately about that. And that was one of the first things I can go back to when I was, I played on the boys' high school team in golf. I mean, boys' high school team in high school. I um, did too. Yes, it, I Yes, too. well, and I can remember I was, I think I was, so I started on it when I was in seventh grade, and he's an older guy, and he's like my big brother. But I think I always had this big crush on him. He's a really good player, and he had come back to he had moved and came back into to play at our high school or whatever. And I remember playing with him that day, and I'll never forget. Like I said, I'm this seventh grade like kid. Like I said, I always been his little kid sister, and I remember just it was this big deal to have to play with him that day. And I think I played one of like my best rounds I had played it was playing nine holes or something. But I always kind of go back to you know, like I said those are you know if you're always playing and it's comfortable and, you know, your practice is always comfortable and everything you do is always comfortable, then, you know, whether a coach is watching you or not, a tournament's always going to be more stress. Um, uh, And I was telling her that. I was like, you just got to find ways, whether it's, you know, adults at the golf course that you don't really know or if it's, you know, I know girls can't always find other girls in the area to play with. Um, and don't do it in just a, a goofing off to go play with the boys, you know, no, do it no. in an uncomfortable kind of setting, yeah. find ways, whatever it you might be. that can wants just to make to lose it. to you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's going to be tedious out there. Yes. It's going to be, he's going to make comments and cracks that are going to put you in a, in a weird place. Yeah. And yeah. You know, some powerful feelings and power kind of yeah. position. So, yeah, it, it will do a or lot. And of even good. putting
0: something on the line, obviously, you can't yeah. tell them to bet for money or anything yeah, like but that, but milkshake. something. Yeah. Some. yeah, Something that anytime mm-hmm. you can compete. That's what, uh, you know, when, when Mick and I were talking before about practice and, and you know, making practice so hard that tournaments seem easy or how mm-hmm. can, you know, I've had a lot of players that have gone on and play, and they, they, one of the biggest things they talk about the collegiate level of practice is it's always a competition. You're mm-hmm. always competing. Mm-hmm. You're always kind of that way, and you don't get that in junior golf. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where, you know, when the coaches come and watch or, or they get a little more stressed and they, they don't realize what a two-hour practice of, like, true competition can be like as opposed to just two hours of doing your drills, maybe having a little accountability for what you're yeah, doing, but it, just that not, that constant competing and grind is just what makes you more and more – you know, just prepared for, you know, whether you're a junior golfer and it's coaches watching you or whatever it might be, or, you know, the collegiate level that, um, the more these junior players can create that environment, it just helps. Yeah, um, find
1: anybody that's a great player and play with. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, male or female adult, your amateur champion at the club or yeah. doesn't matter. Yes. Just anybody that can apply pressure or you think you've, you can play with yeah. it, it will bring out those feelings and you can, you can then get problem solving mm-hmm. a chance to to bloom and blossom and get confidence in that. Yeah,
0: one hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: well, we got kind of two more little points on that to um let talk about with a little bit of kind of the the junior golf side of things. With that is uh, this was something somebody asked and it is something that I get asked a good bit. But how do you ever um, or are there ways? I know I think we talked about this a little bit. Is um, the difference between a player that you get a lot of people who say, you know, well, she hasn't peaked yet. She's got potential. You know, she's a late bloomer. Um, whereas there's somebody who's on papers already shown, you know, they've got a, a you know, a 72 scoring average. Um, and it, I know it gets frustrating from a player pers- player perspective to see, you know, sometimes players who aren't good enough get recruited, um, yet maybe they look better on paper or vice versa. What are some of the things that you think about and, and you consider when, you know, the, the – fact of taking somebody on who's more based off of future potential or somebody who's got that resume that just looks really good what are some of the factors that might make you go one way or another good and again know. that's a loaded yeah, question i yeah, know but it,
1: i mean it depends on on the amount of aid that you have do you yeah. have the aid to, to put put a percentage of a scholarship on a kid that that has not proven themselves yeah. out there uh ha- have you got um fit is huge here Mm -hmm. um i I think that that's a huge component i mean there have been times throughout the 10 years that i've taken a kid um with that potential but she has the it she has the the ability it's in there it could be opportunities that she didn't have to blossom it could be that uh with her competitive spirit and the basic skill set that she has at this point you put her into our mm-hmm. training and our environment of love and care, she's going to explode. Yeah. And you've seen that happen. And and so it, it, there's so many factors yeah. at play. Um, again, the desire to be better, the desire to be a leader and a great teammate and the optimistic disposition, um, the work ethic piece. So if they show you a ton more than just the underdevelopment or, or the lack of opportunity to prove themselves. Yeah. I like to give kids shots like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I like that because it, it shows that they're hungry. They think they, there can be, give me a shot. Yeah. I'm a, I can do this. And so those are typically your hardest workers that push the ones that are on full ride. And it might be a little complacent from mm-hmm. time to time. So there's so many different factors, but I yeah. love I love possibility. Yeah.
0: Well, I think your answer to it is what... Is my answer a lot of times when I get asked this. Is there there's not you know, we talk about this gut feeling coaches get. And, you know, you just – you can't always explain a lot of And like I said, I get a lot of them that want to know, well, why did she get recruited? Or how can we show that, you know, she's got more potential and, you know, she's just not there yet and, and all these things. And it's just so hard to – because there's – again, there's not – there's not answers to it. And one coach's answer for why they might take a player that they see potential with is totally different for another. And it, it's what um, – makes all of our jobs hard for sure, but, um, you know, it, it's hard to try to explain that because there's, because there's not an explanation no. to it, you know, and, and it's something the, I get a good bit that there's one of the first an calls
1: that I make is to their golf professional, their mm-hmm. teaching professional. And who is she? What are her parents like? Yeah. What's her work ethic? Like how much time does she spend out there? Uh, is she a part of a team? Yeah. What position does she play on that team? Um, just just kind of fact-finding since my background is a PGA instructor and teacher and things. And it really just, it, it they're going to tell you the truth. Yeah. Even if they're the most favorite kid on the planet yeah. that yeah. might not be quite there, they're going to go ahead and tell yeah. you the truth. Um, so I, I learn a lot from, from their PGA professional as well. Very cool.
0: Um, well... This kind of starts to segue us a little bit back into kind of the collegiate side of things and talk a little bit more about that before we wrap this all up. But um, what's something that kind of, again, it's got kind of twofold question to it, I guess. Um, Some of the things from a practice round perspective. I think that's Mm -hmm. something that you definitely learn a lot more about when you get to college, how to really kind of navigate through practice rounds and, and what to look at. I think it's something a lot of junior golfers uh, to a degree, it's not always their fault because they don't have the best, you know, yardage books or, or the awareness of it. But what are some things that um, you all do from a, a collegiate level that maybe some of the juniors could be doing to help uh, help with their practice rounds and help get a little bit more out of the time that when they do get a practice round
1: that that can help them be more prepared for their um, for their tournaments. We get online and okay. look at websites and see if they have a layout of the golf course and kind of get your. A lot of sports psych people and I'm a big reader your brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's created so mm-hmm. if you actually play through the golf course online in a flyby on video mm-hmm. you're already familiarizing yourself with the golf course before you ever get on the plane and I think that that's important to put yourself there yeah as quickly as possible and then you know with the luxury of a yardage book there's still so many mistakes that, that players make but um, one, one golf course comes to mind specifically, uh, and that's going back to Steiner Ranch at the University of Texas. Okay. Aesthetically, it's a very intimidating place, but the golf course isn't that bad. So the first time we went back as a collegiate program, um, I, everybody's like, okay, where are we supposed to hit it? And we're, we're coaching yeah. them up on where to hit it. And once we got out in the fairway, we said, all right, let's turn around and look back. And so we turn around, look back to the tee box and realize that we had 50 yards of fairway yeah. and it looked like 10. Yeah. So there's so many different little tiny things like that. Um, just, just standing on the green and looking, looking backwards. Back. So looking backwards, there's a theme and Allie McDonald still makes fun of me this, to this day, even though she does it. She laughs because that was one of the biggest things at that time I wanted to bring light to. Yeah. You know. PK Fire and Allie McDonald, oh, I can't, can turn around and look backwards. But it was it was awesome, and uh, I give them a hard time about it. But it, you can see a lot. Mm-hmm. The architect's job is to throw you off yeah. and to make it look much more difficult than it is. Um, I, it, it, there's so many little things, like uh, walking up to the green complex. Mm-hmm. You get a visual of how it's built and whether it basically falls right, yeah. falls left is it higher in the back? So you get a big picture of the green before you ever step on it and look at your specific putt. So there's multiple things that you can build into your practice round to just make you a better player. I think um, range finders has been a savior when you're standing on the tee box, shoot the bunker because whatever you choose to hit, there's no way it can get yeah. there. Yeah. Um, par fives where you're, you hit a great tee ball and you your second shot, you hit it in a fairway bunker. I could pull my hair mm-hmm. out. Oh, God. That's what the Rage Finder <laughs> yes. is for. Yes. Make sure that you calculate <laughs> out there's no way i can hit this <gasps> has, in yeah
0: there. they I, I feel like juniors have not accepted the fact that there are bunkers in landing areas on par fives for a reason it's just I, I, it drives me it's absolutely I, insane I, I, yes yeah i'm like so there's that's... a reason there's a 60 yard bunker out there is not for you to think you're gonna like it's not get because it in the, it's, it's not pretty it don't you pretty sure you can probably hit a 90 yard shot just as close as you can a 60 yard shot and Drives me absolutely bonkers, like so, absolutely crazy. Yes,
1: yeah, so yeah. there's just the there's yeah. certain things that we well, plan out. You yeah. won't be hitting driver off the deck, yeah. even if you can reach this yes. par five. Yeah, yeah. There there's there's a vicious water hazard over here on the right side. Yeah, stuff like that. So
0: <laughs> it it well, and it's funny because. I, I do think, and it's it's one of those, like when we were going through junior golf, you, you didn't know these things. No. It was part of what you did learn, and it's it's still part of the process of learning these things once you get there, but... Obviously, it's a different a different kind of society and just a different – you get this information a little bit better, and you have to take advantage of it. You can't just kind of say, well, you know, I didn't know it's better. what it I is. Do. Yeah, yeah. And I know some parents – I have some parents who are golfers, and, and I know they get frustrated, how did she – how could she not think about this? And I have to remind them that they are still maturing, and they are still – you know, you know, the, the girls – and the girls are a little different than the boys, I think, mm-hmm. that they kind of have a little bit of a one-track mind that they don't always see – you know, beyond what's right in front of them. Um, they they want to do what's right. They want to, you know, yeah, they're they sometimes like scared to veer wrong. off. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. And that they, I know the parents get frustrated and it's just like, you know, we talk about the, the par five layups that like things like that are just so, <laughs> com- you know, just make sense to us, but mm-hmm. trying to sometimes remember that. But at the same time, holding them a little bit accountable to, hey, you do need to know these things. These are, and some of these little things, are different. And why did this player get recruited and you didn't, even though you shot 74 and she shot 78 was, you know, her 78 was, you know, was for different reasons, but yet you could tell she was taking those steps and some of that stuff's hard to teach. And again, Mm -hmm. some of that, that golf IQ that some girls do pick up on a little bit sooner than others and are willing to to learn and, you know, write the things down and take notes and and be a, a student of, you don't have to be technical and over the top about it, but learning those little things and not just continue to make The same mistakes over and over again. Yeah,
1: good decisions stand out, too. Yeah. You know, if you've got a bunker shot and and you can't go forward, just seeing somebody with the guts enough to go out sideways, back into the fairway, pitch on, make bogey, get out.
0: Yeah. Impressive. Yes.
1: Yeah. So the guts to make, remember, it's about scoring. Mm -hmm. It isn't about necessarily going forward toward the hole sometimes. It's, you know, very impressive. So mature decisions – love it yes love it yes yes
0: um well this is one uh two more that I want you to share a little bit about kind of your from a a coach perspective and kind of turn it back to you a little bit um what's been one of the most rewarding coaching moments that you've had so far
1: on the golf course
0: well let's do we'll do uh, we'll do on the golf course first yes Mm. maybe on the golf course first let's do that first I'm sure there's probably... On probably the golf those. course, yeah.
1: as a coach, was the first time that we made it through regionals f- to go to the national championship. And there was an article written that listed, you know, for sure go-throughs, um, possibility to make it, just happy to be there. Yeah. And we were just, just happy, happy to, to be it. there. And there, just, the, just the team climate, the the competitive nature of the girls on the squad that year, our spring was super... We played good. We had the good weather. You know, there were so many teams at that yeah. point six years ago that we had the AM and the PM shift, and our we had the perfect weather. Didn't have any, but but may, using that, I didn't overcoach. Mm-hmm. I had a thirty minute thirty second speech coming out of the car the mm-hmm. last round. Uh, everybody took ownership, and I just sat back. Nice, and it was one of those rounds where. You need some water? You yeah. doing okay? Yeah. Birdie, birdie, birdie. Knocks it in for Eagle on 16. You know, Allie comes in and Rika and Jessica B. It was just one of those beautiful, culminating, not just happy to be there. Yeah. They knew they had more, and I let them have it. Awesome. And And that, looking back on it, was a maturing time frame for me as a coach too. Cause you know, you're, you're as a player mindset. Yeah. You're not a player anymore yeah. coach, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you have to shift your, your ego, your pride. What does she need from me now? Well, yeah. nothing.
0: Nothing, And be okay with the fact that they and don't be need okay. you in a way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was,
1: it was so fun. So beautiful. So fun. Um, And then, and then follow it up the next year by doing the same. It, it, it just was one of those times in your earlier part of your yeah. career that you're going, okay, I, I'm, I'm learning to. Yeah. yeah. I'm learning awesome. too. This is awesome.
0: Awesome. Well then what about a nine
1: kind of golf course, uh, mm-hmm. rewarding moments was when, uh, a player of mine, uh, showed up as agnostic at best at mm-hmm. best at best. Um, but had lots of talent, lots of personality, lots of upside. And, uh, at the end of her four years here, uh, she called and asked if I would go to her baptism mm-hmm. and and that she had found the Lord and that he used us as a team and all of the team members and all of the ups and downs and all of the ugly and all the beautiful yeah. to bring somebody to everlasting awesome. life. So Very cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's a good I, one. I yeah. would, I would consider that the biggest one actually. That.
0: Yeah. That, 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 that one's hard to count. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's hard to top that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. I mean, I, I there's no golf, no none of that. I still get tears. Yeah. She has yeah. Since, since married, had her first son. He's a year old. Yeah. Awesome. And, and that's such a that's cool. When yeah. When you know you put your eggs in the right basket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, because that does that makes all the golf moments not seem <laughs> really you know, seem like yeah. nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: That's that's very cool. Well, not to just go from super sweet (laughs) rewarding (laughs) to just totally comical and funny, but we're going to do that. Um, Maybe we need to before both of us end up in tears talking about that kind of stuff. Um, But this has been one of the more, this is one, one question I said, tried to change up the questions a little bit from the first season of doing this, but, this definitely was one that I always enjoy hearing, you know, what? what's one of the funniest stories or, or moments or even just a, a tradition um, that you have that just kind of stands out or maybe more than one or like I said, maybe something that some have had the recurring, you know, uh, April Fool's jokes or something like that. But what's one, whether a moment or something that stands out as one of the funniest just oh, um, memories that you've got?
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, one time we were all sitting at the house on a Sunday night, 8 p.m., and we hear a knock on the front door, and it's the pizza guy. He goes, I have a delivery. It's, uh, I still remember the kind. It was it was uh, pineapple and ham. <laughs> and I said, I am so confused because we didn't order a pizza, yeah. and I hear giggling around the side of the house, and it's Perry Catherine Fur, and Allie McDonald, they wanted to catch up so they had a pizza delivered to my house they said hey oh thanks coach we'll take that they come in my house plop on the sofa put their feet up hey what's up and i mean that's... just it, it, but that's the kind <laughs> yeah. i i want them to do that Yeah, i yeah. want them another yeah. time uh it was with lee treelore my my former assistant she she comes out and her entire vehicle had been um what are those sticky notes uh, the, post-its post-its, post-its her entire yeah. vehicle had oh been goodness. covered with sticky notes yeah. and and again we have the two culprits. so yeah. um we we pride ourselves here at, at knowing when to be serious and yeah. analytical and get her done and then be goofy yeah. i do the carlton dance for oh eagles goodness. and i floss for birdies <laughs> nice. And and I don't I like I need to care the video who down of that. likes it or yeah. makes fun of me. Yeah. I I do it because it, it's a standard. Don't yeah. you want to make an eagle and see me be yeah. a goober? It's pretty the- good. And yeah, to man. do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so part of part of the maturation process is as a freshman you know it's all grins and love on the recruiting process and you know come and this is who we are and there's a time to be very serious and we're gonna practice hard and we're gonna get done and then i'm gonna pull my car out on the range and we're gonna turn up the radio and listen to acdc yeah stuff like that just i want them to know that we can load up at any time and go out to eat instead of practice i i want them to 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 adapt yeah life is supposed to be fun and fulfilling and challenging and it's not always going to be grins Mm -hmm. but we're supposed to enjoy it and learn as much as possible so very cool
0: yeah like i said that's always been one of my I love hearing that feedback because I said some coaches have that one thing that just really stands out. Others, it's it's you know it's just interesting to always hear those and and hear the the funny embarrassing stories or traditions that the teams have and all that oh, just geez. to remember that like There's, you said it's it you know you don't want the I don't want to instill in the junior golfers that this is easy or that yeah, they can take it lightly because mm-hmm. you know it, it's not. But at the same time, you know you want them to, to know that it's, you know, that, worth that. it. Yeah. Every bit yeah. of
1: it is it, you, you're going to learn from the good times and you're going to yeah. learn from the struggles and, yeah. and knowing that you have sisters that you can call and go, oh my gosh, I'm going to implode if yeah. she makes me do a lag putt one more yeah. time. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Then when yeah. they see their stat improve, they'll go, oh my gosh, I'm That's so right. glad she made yes. me do one more lag yes. putt. Yes, so.
0: yes, 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 yes. Very cool. <laughs> love it. I love it. Well, I think I mean there's so much, and that's why I love doing this. And and you know I can sit here and, and go on and on and, and talk. And um, but for the sake of time and the fact that um, this is like I said our second time recording this, and our fourth <laughs> time trying. Um, glad we got you know all the way through it. But just give you a chance if there's anything I said. We get a mix of, of juniors and parents who who listen, and then also other coaches and assistant coaches out there, some PGA pros who listen. Did not expect the diversity of of listeners out there, but it's been it's been really cool. So try to you know not get too broad with things, but also try to um, try to hit on anything. Was there anything that maybe we didn't talk about that um, you might want to share? I know we didn't get too much into your life and all that as much as maybe um, some of the episodes. But, um, you know, if there's anything else from, you know, from your hobbies, family life, any advice, anything that that kind of rings a bell that maybe we didn't talk about that you want to talk about. Yeah.
1: I would just encourage those that are coming up through junior golf ranks, figure out what they want to do with their Mm -hmm. life, what they want to study, how they see themselves in college, visualize themselves on different campuses, get to know the coaching staff. As importantly, and probably more, get to know those the, the people on the teams. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. ask those questions. The, the, generally speaking, those girls are going to tell the truth about yeah. who they are as a team, who they are as a program, whether they like the coach or not. It's fascinating yeah. how yeah. many tell, tell the truth. Yeah. Um, well, that is
0: what I love about how the process has changed a little. It's yeah. one thing I've been able to instill in the girls a little bit more is they get that chance a little bit more now to see at least the girls that are going to be there for two years. Absolutely. And when they visit, it's a little bit more around getting to Because, I mean, there for a while, when you came on your visits, you weren't even meeting the team, you know. And even if you did, more than likely, they weren't going to be the girls that were there anyways. But at least maybe you could talk to them. But even then, you hardly got that chance to. So I do like that you're seeing a little bit more of that because I don't think they realize how much – how much that impacts how much they can learn from that absolutely and
1: i always i always like to to mention in the recruiting process is if god forbid something happens to you and you can't tee up another golf ball would you see yourself attending school and graduating and be proud, prideful of the degree hanging on your wall you know is that something that you want for yourself are you challenged here um do you fit in to the point where you can see yourself growing here or is it such work to feel like you should be there yeah um those are those are really important questions and obviously encouraging them to lead the search versus a parent yeah use the parent as a resource as a confirmation um challenging you with certain questions yes but lead the lead the search yourself yeah. and and it, it might be California or New Hampshire you never yeah. know but go see yeah you know it's a beautiful thing and instead of it being a stressful time i always like to tell them be objective as possible take a piece of paper and write pros and cons and i know you do the same thing it's, it's what are the pros and cons what am i looking for what fits here and what could be better what am i challenged yeah. by i can't quite get over this thing and yeah. it just makes it so much easier and then as a coach when the answer becomes i've got uh lauren miller from from north florida she's she called and said coach there are no cons and i knew immediately yeah what she was talking about yeah because they were nervous and they're you know praying about making the right decision and things and when that's your answer and it doesn't happen very often, but there, there are no cons there. There are no drawbacks. Uh, I fit here. I want to be here. That's a beautiful thing. You know, you you did your job and, and they were looking for the same thing that you can provide and that Mississippi state provides, but it's, it's just lead, lead the search yourself, know yourself, know what you want. Um, and and kind of go from there.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, I think, I think that covered a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I sit here with a whole list of questions, and I'm always like, oh, I want to ask this, <laughs> I want to ask that. But I think mean, we have um, taken up enough time, taken up enough of your time, which I know is is valuable. So I appreciate you taking the time to to sit down and chat with me, and and I'll always learn so much through these, and enjoy you know enjoy doing this, and hope that everybody out there listening feels the same way, and and just had a great time chatting and checking out the facilities, and and just admire you know your your passion for this it's it's definitely contagious and and it's just uh you know it's what you can only hope a lot of girls out there get when they come to play college golf and and have that you know that um that dream of what it might look like and and mm-hmm. trying to make it as much of what that would be so it's it's been great to to get to know you more these last few years of of being in this the kind of similar business I so know. I appreciate you uh, I'm you honored that you home, made so. the
1: trek all the way over here yes
0: I'm glad I hadn't been I don't know last time I've been in Mississippi so it's good nice to kind of um uh, my little, little back road that took me here <laughs> I, <laughs> I will, will make sure that um any recruits who come down here might come the other way yeah. but you know from a, <laughs> a southern country farm girl it it's wasn't anything pretty. that. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't anything that, that threw me off by any means. So good, but thanks again for joining and um, thanks to everybody out there for, for tapping in and listening to this episode. I know it's probably not as easy to fill you know, feel the passion that you get to when you're there and experiencing an interview with somebody. But I sure hope that you were able to, you know, kind of feel that passion and excitement and energy that Coach Brown has for coaching because it's just, it's so. It's just refreshing and it's just great to hear that from her and just how like I said how excited she is about her job and what she gets to do with the girl. So I hope you all could feel that a little bit through your your headphones or your speakers in your car, whatever it is that you're uh, tuning into. and I hope you enjoyed another episode here and I look forward to having you tap in on the next episode.